is episode 356 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella and today we've got my good friend Bobby. And let me tell you, he's become my good friend Bobby because you might have remembered in maybe 10 or 12 episodes ago, I told you about my website getting held hostage. (laughs) It was not a good experience. Actually, a lot of you have commented to me about that. You never want that to happen to you and you always want a good team on your side. And I met Bobby through a good friend of mine and he came along and helped us get unhostaged. I don't know if that's the right word, get our power back and then also fix all the stuff that we needed. But the whole time you guys, and the reason why I want you to meet Bobby is because he has been a really good professional. He's been in layman's terms. He hasn't like overwhelmed us with all this jargon that I don't understand. And his whole team has been such a pleasure to work with. And when that happens, I always want to share my friends with my friends. So Bobby, thanks for being here today. Absolutely. No, thank you again for the opportunity. And thank you for the kind words too. Uh, We really appreciate it. And so we're happy to help where we can. So glad that we've been able to help you guys with your website and and get it on hostages. (laughs) 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 It's been so good to have you on the team. And so you guys, after Bobby stopped competitively racing when he was 22, he decided to focus his full-time efforts on web development as a freelancer. And then that introduced him to digital marketing. And he's an analytical and creative type, which I'm not, and developed a passion for digital marketing and data. After working on automotive digital marketing agency as a paid media specialist, managing a little over $300,000 a month in Google ad spend for several auto dealerships in the United States, he combined that passion for business and launched Signa marketing. And that's how we also connected, obviously. If you guys want to stay involved with all of these episodes, don't forget to go ahead and like and subscribe to them. And also comment because if you have questions for Bobby or for myself from this podcast, find out where you found it and write those or DM me or email me and I'll definitely get you connected with Bobby. But let's get right on into this, Bobby. I think a lot of people think like a website is just a website. It's like a one-dimensional thing and here you go. But they don't understand that there's things like development, which is all that jargon that I don't understand behind the website. There's the look of it. There's the customer experience of it, right? There's the sales part of it. There's all these different things. And it's really important not just to have a one-dimensional person helping you with your website because that is your storefront. So When we start working with someone, Bobby, what assets must I expect them to ask me to bring into a project? Yeah, no, great question. So initially, say, for example, let's just take the scenario that this is a brand new website, but you're redesigning based off an existing website, an old website. So assets that they would ask for is like, okay, well, who are you hosting with? Where basically hosting means where are your website files sitting on what server? Because that server is what accesses the internet. And so hosting companies such as Bluehost, WP Engine, there's a lot of them and you'll hear a lot of them, but especially if it's like a WordPress site, you want a host that's secure like WP Engine. That's obviously a very secure one, but that's one of the items that they're going to ask for. And I start with the hosting account because within the hosting account, they may ask you items like FTP credentials and what's your WordPress login and stuff like that. 
But FTP, you might not know what FTP means. And the thing is that you won't need to if you just have your hosting credentials. So hosting credentials, and then the login to your website, which if it's a WordPress site, it's just going to be what you use to log into your WordPress site. So just starting with those two items there, as far as getting access to those assets, at least is able to start the process from there. Should a business owner come to you also knowing what kind of design they want to do or like what the copy should say, like have that all done before they start the engagement with you so that the project can still go along? Great question. So this actually ties to how you preface this too, as well, is that the website is not there to look pretty. It's not there to look pretty. The website is a tool. And your website, really, the way you need to be looking at as a business owner is that this is a lead generation machine. I need the website working for the business. So that's what dictates what the user experience should be like. What are the conversion points? Meaning conversion points is like, where are they going to convert and inquire? Are they filling out a, a form? Are they placing a phone call? Are they purchasing a product? All that matters. And so we need to understand business objectives up front. What do we want this thing to do that's in line with the business goals that you have set forth? And then we reverse engineer that way. We say, oh, okay, well, if your goals are X, Y, Z, then we know that it needs to have these types of pages. It needs to be laid out in this such a way. It needs to have this type of testimonials and social proof on these pages because it's going to help the user build confidence to convert on this point. Like All that needs to get fleshed out, but we always tie it to business objectives. And so that's why we use that as our anchor is what we like to call it. I love it. And very similar to all of that. So like, what should the developer's research process look like? What should we expect them to ask us? And what should there be red flags if they're not asking us? So when you're interviewing companies that may be developing your website, it's not going to only just be a developer that's on their team. You also need a strategist, which is going to be helping you of like, okay, how this website is going to be developed and designed to meet the business objectives. So typically, when you're looking to hire a company, they should have an account manager slash project manager, which really they have some sort of strategist hat on as well. Mm -hmm. They want to build the product tailored to meet the business objectives. Then there's going to be someone on the team that's handling copywriting. If you are not providing that yourself, we do have clients that provide the copywriting and that's great. So they'll provide that. Next is UI UX design. So having a UI UX designer is separate from a developer. And a lot of times what has happened in the industry over decades now too, is that because maybe sometimes companies are trying to crunch budgets and meet very low budget and stuff, they take a developer and they say, oh, no, you can do design too. And it's like, no. <laughs> and you, you can notice no. the end result. It's like Russian that. and Italian. Like yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> no. and, they have their and that's answer. what the project manager helps with, right? They're kind of like the go-between between the idealistic business owner their vision and what it's going to actually take to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. And so you want to make sure that they have a dedicated resource for UI UX design. Like who's going to prototype my site with uh -huh. the content that I have given you guys if they're providing it? Because the cool thing is this, you should know what your website looks like upfront before a line of code is ever even written. Mm -hmm. Once you know you have your whole prototype of the website designed and all that stuff like that, you've reviewed it, you're happy with it, it meets all the business objectives, the user flow. Then you say, okay, now let's get into development mode because right. development is a very quiet phase of the project. It's like we did all the exciting stuff, which is copy design. There's like all this movement. And then they're like, okay, cool. It's development. And depending on how big the site is, you won't hear for a couple of weeks, maybe even a month or so. You'll get some yeah. updates, but it's not asking for your feedback because it's all code. It's all developed. Right. 
But the thing is that once that site goes live and is developed, there's no surprises because you Mm -hmm. already know what it should look like from the prototyping stage. Right. I love that. So let's move a little bit into like SEO because I know everyone knows SEO is important, but I know the way in which people understand SEO varies. So what should we be wary of or knowledgeable about in terms of if we're working with someone, how well do they deal with that SEO thing? Like, what should they be asking us? How do we know that they are going to be good at the SEO? Because again, having a pretty website doesn't matter if it's not a tool, like you said, for leads and such. So this is where the industry is still kind of fragmented, where people will end up going to a web development firm and then they get their website built. And then they're like, okay, cool. Now I got this thing built, but no one's going to it. There's no traffic. Yeah. And so, oh yeah, they learn about SEO search engine optimization and they learn about the tactics of what SEO entails to get it ranking on search engines for your most valuable keywords and then getting that inbound traffic. Mm-hmm. What happens is that then they go to an SEO agency or a digital marketing agency that's full stack and does SEO, paid media, et cetera. And then that agency says, okay, cool. Well, your website's not SEO'd. So we're going to have to go back and rip up the foundation in some ways and SEO it. And what that means is like, sometimes you can get away with it. You don't have to rip up a whole foundation. But the thing is that sometimes you end up saying, oh, I want to go after certain keywords. And they would say, well, you don't even have pages that talk about this. Right. It means you got to build that. So what we really like to do is follow an approach that's more logical. And when we develop a website, when we're in the UI UX phase, we're also developing the on-site SEO strategy. Because okay. based off business objectives, if you said, we want to rank our three service pages for XYZ terms, we would end up having that in the site architecture and mapping that out and prototyping the pages and all that stuff. So that once your website goes live, it's already meeting all that criteria up front. You don't have to yeah. go back and do any on-site SEO or anything like that. And so that's a kind of very quick way to, to explain it, yeah. but it's fragmented. And so if you are someone that's already working with the web development firm, Ask them, hey, who are your SEO partners? I know you guys are building my website, but have you guys considered the SEO strategy? And if not, because if it's not in your tool house, who are you guys partnered with that does do that so that we can do this all together so that the moment that site goes live, it already has all the on-site SEO in terms of dedicated keyword strategies to each page, title tags, meta descriptions, H1s, internal linking. The whole nine yards, <laughs> the whole intro. Okay, you're getting no. geeky on us now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's actually this is also super good because one of the things that really piqued my interest when I was talking to my friend who led me to you was yeah. he literally said, because he has a business here locally, a couple of them. And he said, the minute we started working with Bobby and we got him doing the SEO for the website, our sales went through the roof. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> he, if, if my friend's using him and I very much respect my friend and saw what was happening, I was like, all right, that's awesome. Because it's kind of the equivalent, Bobby, correct me if I'm wrong, of having a beautiful Lamborghini, but the engine doesn't run and you can't drive it anywhere. That's exactly it. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> there is no point. So talk to me more about this. And I know you're going to be able to do more of an audit with our mastermind members coming up Tuesday, September 26th at 2 p.m. Eastern. But just kind of give us a good overview right now, because the podcast can only be so long, about Google Analytics, Search Console, all this G4, this stuff that like really goes over my head and I don't understand. But for our listeners, mm-hmm. what is the important parts that they need to know and that maybe they're paying someone monthly right now? What should they be providing for them and seeing in terms of that stuff? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So 
every business owner should have ownership of their Google Analytics 4 account, their Google Search Console account, and their Google Tag Manager account. Those at a bare minimum, you as a business owner should say, hey, do I have these three items? Yes or no. And the items that are missing, you're going to, oh, okay, I'm going to get to work on these items. If you're working with some sort of digital marketing partner or whatnot, they should be able to help you with that if you don't have it set up. If you don't have it set up and you're working with them, you have to question why it's not set up yet or why it wasn't brought up to their attention. Because as a digital marketing specialist, you usually need access to at least Google Analytics 4 and Google Search Console to do your job. <laughs> so yes. those items you need hands down. But the reason why it's important to you as a business owner is so that you have the analytics of the website traffic. Who's getting to my website from what sources of traffic? Is it direct, organic search engines, social media, my email newsletter, all that stuff like that? And then the cool thing is that you can dive into these channels within Google Analytics 4 and be able to dissect it and see how that traffic is behaving. Yeah. Are they consuming the content? Are they going to another page after this one? And what you'd like for sure your digital marketing partner to do is to set up conversion tracking in Google Analytics 4. So that say, for example, you have an inquiry form for new leads or whatnot. Well, you want to track those leads in Google Analytics 4 to see where they're coming from. Because the cool thing is that once you see which channels are producing those conversions, then you can double down on it too and maximize that channel to increase conversions if your business is needing a more increased pipeline. Imagine that, you guys. I mean, essentially what Bobby's saying is that we're going to learn what dials we need to dial in in order to make it rain. And I don't want you guys to just think clients because this could also be like employees too, you know, people looking for summer jobs or like, you know, part-time jobs in Scottsdale or something like that. I mean, you're like he's saying, your website is this engine for this. Bobby, I sent over someone to you after she told me she was paying someone $300 a month to just keep her monthly website updated. And I was horrified. One of the beautiful things was that you were able to just have a conversation with her, educate her, which I love about you. And she was able to go back to her person and ask these educated questions and come from a place of power. And I think you guys, if any of you right now are feeling like, well, I really don't know because that person on your team is not empowering you or educating you, then I really want you to really consider this podcast. I'm saying like, you need to know this. You can't have that Lamborghini sitting in the driveway. It needs to be driving. People need to be seeing it. And so Bobby, what kind of ongoing relationships should someone not only expect, but look for before they even enter into someone who's going to just design this website? Because it's not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, because it ain't 1990 anymore, right? Or well, 2000, let's say. <laughs> for sure. Let's take, for example, the scenario where someone's getting their website built or it's maintained. We need to understand what are their expertise and what did you hire them to do and what are the deliverables that you expect from them? And just be super crystal clear with that because the thing is that digital marketing is a huge umbrella. There's experts in every field within digital marketing. Just because someone says I'm a digital marketer, to be honest, doesn't really mean squat because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, but of what? Like right. you do Instagram ads, Facebook ads, YouTube, like SEO, they all have the expertise mm-hmm. and they take time to get proficient. And that's what you want as a business owner. You don't want to do a mishire on the wrong partner or whatnot, because obviously it could also set you back. If yep. you hired someone for four months and it didn't work out, it's like you literally just, four months are gone and you can't get them back. <laughs> Story so, of my first quarter before I found <laughs> you. <laughs> so, it just comes from how you said, a place of power of just knowing what to expect and out of that role. And if you're hiring that role for the first time, just doing your homework. So with an ongoing relationship, in this case where someone's paying 300 bucks a month, 
we dissected it to say, okay, well, what are they actually giving you and why and, and stuff like that? If they're just doing website maintenance, say WordPress website maintenance, well then, yeah, maybe a hundred fifty a month for something super bare bones basic is totally fine. And if you're a small business owner and that's all you need, that's fine. Now, if you're doing lead generation through paid media, well, yeah, that's going to be substantially more in cost. But the expertise is completely different. You don't want to hire a web developer to run your Google Ads. You're mm-hmm. going to find a paid media specialist or a paid search specialist that has a proven track record of producing positive results for their clients in terms of lead generation. You want to know what clients do they serve currently? What's their track record been when they are producing leads and, and so forth like that? You know, it's not always a bad thing if they haven't worked in your industry, but ask them, hey, have you produced leads for my industry before? Yeah. What's track record look like? What's the average cost per lead look like? What do you expect their average cost per lead should be? Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, what helps them do their job is by you as a business owner knowing your numbers. So mm-hmm. understanding... What's your customer lifetime value and how much are you willing to pay to acquire a customer? Because that's where the magic happens, where if you know how much you are able to pay to acquire a customer, not a lead, but you know, once they go through the sales process and they close, knowing how much it costs you to get that customer, mm-hmm. at that point, if you're doing it at a price where you're like, okay, cool, I can scale this up, then now we're cooking <laughs> at that point. And so, And they can use that information to say, ah, oh, okay, now I know what your cost per acquisition is okay, I recommend this budget and we can scale up this way and so forth. I love this so much and there's so much goodness and I cannot wait for you to come in because I have more follow-up questions when it comes to the audit. But I do see on your website, signamarketing.com, that you're inviting anyone to get a free competitive analysis for your business. And so you guys can just go there. It's straight on his front page. If you want to get more Bobby in your life or figure out, you know, is my website actually performing like it should? Or what should I ask people? Or what is deficient? I can personally vouch for the integrity and honesty of this company and this man. So go check it out. And if you want to like really get into the nitty gritty, like I said, we're going to talk about how you can audit your own site inside the Mastermind Tuesday, September 26th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Bobby will be there. He's telling me he's already got like a download for you guys too. So yay, Mastermind members. Bobby, I'm going to give you the final words. Is there anything that you just kind of want to conclude with? No, thank you again for the opportunity and really excited for the mastermind. That's going to be fun. We're going to do a deep dive into conversion rate optimization along with website audit stuff. So it's going to be good stuff. At the end of the day, I think that what you said is really important, being in a place of power. And as a business owner, obviously everyone has their own disciplines and there's only 24 hours in a day. So you don't have to become an expert in everything, but you have to just know enough of what to expect from each of your partners or each of the facets of your business because that's how you're going to be able to determine if it's helping you or not. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to beef up knowledge on those areas will put you in a better place of power. And so that's what we're looking to do with the mastermind too. I love it. I cannot wait, you guys. It does not have to be tough, but when it does get tough, remember to always keep jumping. We'll see you next episode. Bye now. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.